everybody, and welcome to the Yarn Thing Podcast with Marley Bird. I'm your host, Marley Bird. You can catch the Yarn Thing Podcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. That's 12 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, and 11 o'clock in the Midwest. If you are anywhere else in the world and would like to join us live for the podcast, please Google what time 10 o'clock Mountain Time is for you. I do live in Denver, Colorado. You can come and join the fun. There is a Facebook Live behind the scenes that happens during each podcast. You can follow along with that by visiting the Marley Bird Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash Marley Bird. And you can watch the live broadcast of me interviewing the guests right on air. And that is available for all time, uh, as long as Facebook allows me to keep it up there. And then, of course, all of the episodes of the Yarn Think Podcast are archived and can be found at your favorite podcatcher. Let's say thank you to our lovely sponsors today before we jump in with our guest. Thank you to Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Erin Lane Bags, Crapsy.com, Stitches.Events, and Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. You can learn more about my sponsors by visiting the sponsor page over at MarleyBird.com, and there's a direct link to each one of the sponsors there. Please be sure to tell them thank you for supporting your favorite podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to, to a Happy Tuesday. I hope that you had a wonderful weekend. I know that I did. I spent some time with my family in Kansas. My cousin, who is the closest age to me, actually got married. Um, he got married June 3rd, and his birthday is June 4th, so he turned 40 on the 4th and got married on the 3rd. So, I mean, big congratulations to him. He is so happy, and uh I actually told him that the greatest wish I could give him is that he's as happy as John and I are because we are, we are spectacular and I just wish him nothing but that because that's just, that's just the best place, right? Isn't it fun to go to weddings and see the love and joy and all of that, the coming together of actually choosing somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with? I find that just really overwhelming and, and inspiring and just just a lot of fun. I love going to weddings. So anyways, it was a lot of fun. I spent time in Kansas, went to a Kansas City Royals game, which was so much fun, and then um, just kind of putzed around visiting some of the places that I used to live when I was a little girl. So anyways, that's how I spent my weekend. Hopefully yours was just as fun and as exciting. And um, now here we are at the start of the week and really hitting it hard, right? So as you know, we started the podcast or we changed the podcast to where we only do it on Tuesdays now, not Tuesdays and Thursdays, at least through the summer. We will reevaluate when the fall time comes um, and see if we want to move it back to Thursday or Tuesday and Thursday. But as of right now, we will only be doing it on Tuesdays that I'm in town during the summer, just so that you aren't looking for me on Thursdays and don't know where I am. But let's get on with today's guest because she is a good friend of mine. I work hand in hand with her daughter every day. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's funny because I think I've mentioned this before. The first time I ever met Edie Ekman, I was in awe of her. Like I, I kind of fangirled a little bit on my own, not in front of her, but on my own. And I was just so excited to meet her because her books are a staple in my library. You guys, I'm talking a staple so much so that I own two copies of most of them because one of the, one of them is usually almost falling apart or it's getting borrowed by one of my friends. And the other one is like, it's the safety one. It's the one that if I ever lose the other one, I have it. Um, not to mention, I also own the digital copy. So I, and really I own three copies of almost all of her books. It's crazy. It's because she's so good. She's exceptionally 
um, good at explaining things, writing things out. Even her crafty classes, I own all of those. Um, she's just amazing. She's an amazing uh, crocheter, knitter, talented individual, and a wonderful person and friend. And so I am welcoming Edie Ekman back to the podcast today. So hello, Edie. How are you? Hi, Marley. Happy to be here. <laughs> I am thrilled you're here. I talked to, to Meg, and she was like, I hear mom's coming on the podcast soon. I was like, yes, she is. <laughs> Yeah, we do yeah, tend to talk to each, talk other. To each other. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Well, Edie, let's give people a brief um, a brief history about you. About uh, how did you get into this industry? Let's start with there. Not necessarily, you know, like how did how did all this become something you wanted to make a career out of? Well, I've, I've always knit and crochet. I can't quite remember when I learned exactly. But um. I, I owned a yarn shop for a while when my children were young, and when we closed the yarn shop because I decided I didn't really like retail, um, I I was looking at a magazine, and I thought, well, I've designed better-looking stuff than this. It was just, I don't even remember what the magazine was, but I thought, I bet I could design something. Sent in a proposal for design to a magazine, and they accepted it, and I went, oh, well, that was easy. And, of course, it doesn't work like that, but um, at the time, I thought, well, I could I could do this, and, and I just didn't know any better. And, of course, this was before the Internet. This was in the, the olden, olden days when people had to go buy patterns at stores or, in mag- or mag- buy magazines. So it's changed a lot since then. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and so you, here you are. You jump in. You start creating patterns. And when did when was it that your first book um, option came to be? Well, I had done quite a few booklets, say Leisure Arts type, American School of Needlework booklets. And I one day out of the blue, I got a call from somebody named Gwen Stiggy who said, "This is Gwen Stiggy, and we wonder if you'd like to write a crochet book." And I, I. Um, 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 I I don't know if I know if I can write a crochet book, but sure. So I did, and that was the crochet answer book. And I think the reason it was so successful was because it was question and answer format, and I just thought of all the questions that I had about crochet and went about answering them, including, I mean, I had, I didn't know the answers. I had to do some research. So I sort of taught myself and wrote the book at the same time. And, and that was really my first successful book. That's awesome. I love that. I had that book. I have that book. (laughs) Um, As I said, I have all of your books. I love all of them. When was it that you really, I mean, okay, so I'm going to ask you about charting and stuff. Were you a fan of crochet charts from the very beginning or was that something that you learned in the process of writing that book? Um, I I had not, well, in the the first crochet answer book, we didn't include a lot about charts. Charts weren't around as much. This was 12 years ago or so. I knew about charts, but hadn't really followed them. And honestly, I hadn't even actually followed that many crochet patterns at that time. I pretty much made up my own stuff. Um, But I quickly found that charts really made a lot of sense to me, and especially charts in connection with text. So I really like both of them together because they inform each other. If you can't quite figure out the chart, you've got the text, but then you're not relying on the text to visualize what's going to be happening with the stitches. Charts give so much a better idea of 
where to put the hook to make that stitch. Okay. All right. So when you were introduced to charts, really, when it became more mainstream, were you already familiar with how to draw charts and stuff then? Like, like, uh, do you draw your charts at Illustrator? Well, I, I have not drawn the chart for my book because that's, okay. a, that's a certain skill set. That, that's Karen Mancy, who is the expert chart drawer, and kudos to her. She is incredible. She absolutely having, is. Having said that, I do draw crochet charts. I do for my own self-published patterns, um, and I've done it for some other um, publications as well. I'm just not as fast as Karen is, so I rely on her for my books. But, yes, I do draw them in the Illustrator when I draw them. Okay. That's awesome. So here you are. The reason I'm asking all this is because when it came to your books, the ones that are – in this series that we're going to talk about with um, Every Which Way Crochet Borders, you do include charts. And I think that that is one of the best things about all of these particular books you do, whether it's the motif books, the other uh, borders books, like you include all of the charts. And it makes it so much easier to be able to distinguish what the repeat is or how you go around the corner. Absolutely. I, I almost cannot... I almost can't crochet without a chart these yeah. days. Um, having having become a convert, I'm just when I'm trying to figure out a pattern, I'm sketching it in chart form I, with a pencil on paper. Um, yep. And and instead of writing down a stitch pattern as I'm making it up or adapting it, I'm I'm drawing it in in chart form rather than in words, and then I translate my chart into words. Yeah. Yes, I do the same thing. I do the exact same thing. It just makes sense to me. <laughs> was that something that you had to convince the publisher of doing, or were they on board with that from the beginning? They they were on board from the beginning. They oh, have, they have been very they've been wonderful about saying whatever you think. If, if that's the way to go, then let's do it. Oh, that is so. such a treat that they they defer to your expertise. Right, I, they have been fabulous to work with that's why I've done so many books with them right that's great well let's talk about the newest one because it's amazing and just so every it's story is the publisher you guys um every which way crochet borders 139 patterns for customized edging uh absolutely fantastic it is bound together very similarly to the, her other ones that she's done where it's a hard book back cover but it has a coil binding on the inside so that way when you lay the, the book down, it will actually lay flat. You can follow along with the instructions. And as we just talked about, it includes charts for all of the instructions. Um, and it highlights the area that would be the repeat for uh, along the edge of your blanket, let's say. And then it has all the instructions for how to turn the corner, how to start and how to finish. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I look at this book and I, first off, I think about how much work it is to do this. Um, did you, how, where, okay, so um, I mean, I'm just stumbling all over myself. Where do you even begin to start putting together all of these borders and trims and decide what ones you're going to include? Well, well I sit I down sit with a crochet hook, hook, hook and a piece of paper and a pencil and I start crocheting <laughs> and, um, and, and make them up out of my head. Now, Granted, some of them are, are based on things I've seen or things I've done before, 
or adapting a stitch pattern that I've seen, something like that. But um, a great many of them are literally just, well, what would happen if I did this? And so it's me crocheting a lot of little pieces. Oh, my gosh. Many, How? many, many. And, of course, if there are 139 here, there were probably 200 that I did, but some of them didn't make it. Right. So that would be my next question is how, I mean, how long did it take you to do something like this? I mean, this is amazing to me. Oh, well, we just don't talk about that, okay? We don't count. (laughs) (laughs) Because the the fun part is the making them up. But, you know, then then you have to stop at some point and, and, uh, like, make the book. Right. Right. You have like I have all these things and I've made notes and and um in this case I also want to talk a little bit about the way we had them test test stitched too, but I'll keep talking about the design part. So so as I'm making them up, I'm writing it down but then at some point I have to say, Okay, enough already. Let's put these into shape and get a book out of it. <laughs> so as you sit down, I mean I don't know how it works for you, but for me, as I just type notes out as I'm crocheting, like when I go back to my notes, I have a really hard time deciphering them. Do you have the same trouble? No, I've gotten much better. I, I used to be that way, but I've gotten so much better at, again, I'm, I'm there with a notebook. When I know it's a book that I'm working on, I'm, I'm there with a notebook. I'm drawing out in pencil, in chart form, the border. And then I type it out right, like from once I've decided that's the border that's going to work, I type type out those instructions. So it's done pretty much immediately because I've learned the hard way that I shouldn't wait. Right, 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 right. I totally get that. Um, So let's go ahead and jump to the testing part. Like, how do you how how does how does one go about having all of these tested and then made for the final sample for the book? And choosing colors, all of that, that's huge. Right. Well, as far as the testing, on the the previous books, I didn't have everything tested because, really, I pretty much know that it's going to work because it works. I mean, I'm not – I don't have any um, issues with that, although on the last book, Around the Corner Crochet Boarders, there were a few I wasn't sure – if they really laid flat around the corner. And so I had a few of them tested, maybe half. But this mm-hmm. time I started with the beginning saying, okay, let's have these tested and make sure that they do lie flat for, for not just me. Yeah. So I, recru- I recruited some people on Facebook, uh, I mean, excuse me, on Ravelry, and got an awesome handful of crocheters who were willing to volunteer to do this. And as I, as I created a border and said, okay, yes, I want to do this one, I would put a picture of my draft up on a shared Google um, document and they would claim it. So if you, have, if you were my tester and you had a, you know, a, few, a few days or whatever, you could claim it and then make it and then send me a report on it. So it worked. It, I had this whole system. It worked great. And there were a couple of crocheters who did, oh, I don't know, 50 borders or more. I have no idea. Andrea, if you're listening, kudos to you. She did an incredible wow. um, But 
and, and gave me feedback on I had, you know, a little trouble with this one. I didn't understand this instruction or something. So um, that was just an awesome, awesome way to work. And they were patient with me as, as I figured out the system to get that done because really managing, um, that was another whole part of managing the process, which was new to me on that scale. <laughs> You became a project manager and a writer and a designer and all of that at once. Right. And while <laughs> I was doing other things, because it's not like I stopped doing my other know, um, right. teaching. And you know what that's like, doing more oh, than one absolutely. thing at a time. <laughs> yeah. If I have one thing going on, I'm like, oh, my God, my business is drowning. What am I going to do? I'm not, it's not going to work anymore. I got to have multiple things happening. Um, so when you do a book like this, you know, I always ask other people, other books, um, when it has, you know, designs like sweaters and such, I ask them about the yarn and the color choices and such. So I'm going to ask you the same thing because I would think that that would be important when you're showing the different details of your edgings. Um, cause some of them, you might just want a solid all the way around for the different rounds, but others you want a different color or did you purposely make them all different colors to really distinguish? Okay. So here's one round, here's another round. Like what was your process when it came to the colors and the yarn choice? Right. So the yarn choice was actually really easy for me. Um, Back when we when I did my first book, um, well, my motif book, Beyond the Square Crochet Motif, I used an awesome yarn from Lana Grossa called Cool Wool. It's a it's a DK weight yarn, super wash. It just shows the stitches beautifully, and it photographs so well, and they have an awesome color range. So um, I used that that yarn for. Beyond the Square Crochet Motifs and um, Around the Corner Crochet Borders. Then it ceased being distributed in the United States. And so for my next book, Connect the Shapes Crochet Motifs, I used Shellridge Farms yarn, which is also has an incredible colors. Um, and I love that yarn, but when it came time to, use, to do Every Which Way Crochet Borders, Lana Gross, I had found a new distributor, and so I was back to using Cool Wool. So, so that was an easy choice for me. Sorry, that took a long time for me to say that, but no, that's um, perfect. The yarn, the yarn was easy because I wanted it to kind of match what I had done before. Um, the colorways were harder because they have such incredible colors, and I actually worked with my editor and the art director from Story to choose the colors the palettes that I was going to use for the borders before we ever started. So so even all my drafts of patterns were done um, using that yarn. So how did they come up with these, these colors? Like, I'm just curious about it because that's fascinating to me. Um, did they decide, okay, so we're going to have, like, these type of color? Like, this is the – I mean, I don't know. Was it – we'll have – we'll go from – greens to reds to blues to this to that like how did they plan that out well if you look at it carefully and most people aren't going to do this but if you look at it really really carefully you'll see that there are actually about five different palettes throughout the book now they aren't organized by palette but they are actually done by palette there's there's one that's sort of a denim and grays palette uh -huh. Yeah, and one one that's sort of purples and pinks, and one that's sort of greens and blues, 
um, I'm, I'm trying to pull things through now. Um, one that's sort of, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> yellow, yellow and blue and green and purple. So as you look through it, if you're really, really careful, you can see that they are, um, they are done by palette. But, but awesome. when, we, when it came time to organize it, I wanted to encourage people to flip through. And, like, there may be a palette you don't like, and so you think you don't like that border. And it's mm-hmm. simply because you don't like pink or whatever. Right. So right. I kind of wanted to mix, mix it up a little bit so that um, they're not in a particular order. They're just like, oh, I like this. And it might help you see things differently. And not just, oh, I don't like that section because it's all in blue. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I think that's important. Isn't it crazy that you are you have to think along those lines? You know, it's it's so much different than just putting out there a design, you know, a blue sweater, but somebody may not like it because it's blue, but then usually they can think out by the box and think of it as a different color. But when it comes to stitches, um, especially in edgings or anything, sometimes people can't unsee that color. Like they just always see it in those colors. Right, right. And another thing I did, I don't know if you've noticed in the front of the book, I showed some of the same um, patterns done in different yarns, and di- I mean different colors, so that you can really see how a different color or different yarn can affect the way you view the border. Right, right, right. I can see that. I'm trying to see if I should... So here, I'm showing on Facebook Live. I'm showing them what it would look like. So you do the different, the different types. And then you also, I mean, you also talked about the yarn, like the yarn choice, and how that affects the, the look of the piece. Right, because some yarns are going to be fuzzy, or, um, you know, the different weights are really going to affect it too. So you just right. want to make sure you're matching your border, to to your fabric that you're putting it on. And, of course, that fabric doesn't have to be crochet or knit. It can be weave hand-wovens, or it can be commercially made fabric. It can be all kinds of things. Right. As I was going to point out is you also gave some instructions on how to use these edgings on the edge of a towel or a blanket or, you know, like a receiving blanket or something. Um, I'm sure you could probably use these with really fine weight yarn and do it at the edge of a pillowcase or something. Uh, did you guys ever have those? Like growing up, my grandma had those where it was crocheted at the edge of her pillowcase. Right. It's pretty cool. I don't know. So if, if somebody were to pick up this book, first off, I'm going to throw this out there. As I mentioned at the start of the podcast, you guys, these books literally are staples of my library. So if you are at all interested in being a designer, you must get all of her books. Okay. So that's the first thing. Second thing, if you're not interested in being a designer, but you are really great at just making blankets or or whatnot like that, maybe for a craft fair that you do every year and you want to set yours apart just ever so slightly, just changing the edging on a different blanket can just add a completely different look. So this would be a great book for you. Like this is an awesome, awesome, awesome book. Um, All of her books are. So, Edie, if somebody were to pick up your book and let's say they have a finished blanket and they're like, okay, I want to pick, I want to pick an edging, what, how would you walk them through the process? How would you say, okay, so let's say they pick number 34 and they're like, okay, here's the written instructions, but how, how do I do this? Like if they've never done this before, what would they do? 
Right. So say take number 34. And, and it's funny, I just flipped to number 34 right as you said that. <laughs> um, the, the first thing I want to do is to know what the fabric of the blanket, the main fabric looks like, because you want to make sure that you're choosing a border that's going to complement the fabric and not fight it. So if, it's, if the fabric's really busy and the border's really busy, you, you may not like that. You may want something um, plainer. Um, although 34 is fairly plain, so that's, that's not an issue. So the first thing I always suggest is that you do a foundation round or base round around the entire blanket so that you get the stitches to lie smoothly. If you can crochet, single crochet around that blanket um, evenly and smoothly so that it's not rippling or cupping or, you know, when you toss it down, it's just flat. That's what you're going for. If it's, if it's going to be kind of ripply, then your border is going to ripple as well. And so you right. want it to be absolutely flat. That's the most important part. People are so excited to start on their borders that they don't think about getting that base round. Um, but then once you have that base round and hopefully you can get it to be the multiple you need it to be, then you just start crocheting. And if you're using my edging, my borders, they should lie flat, including as you go around the corner, because you have to do increases at the corners to get it to lie flat. Perfect. I think that is a great explanation. And I want to point out, so as you're looking at the charts, everybody, you'll see that each row is done in a different color to help you distinguish, you know, what symbols go with what row. And then you'll notice that there is a highlighted area, and that highlighted area would be your repeat. And if you don't know what I mean by that, as you're reading your instructions, when you come up to that star, the asterisk, that's, that's the part where it's usually, you know, you have a star and it gives you a bunch of instructions. Then it says repeat from star, blah, blah, blah. That section there of star until the repeat from star, that's what's highlighted. That's your repeat. So that's what you would do along the, the you know, flat, straight edge of your piece until you got to the corner again, and then you would turn the corner. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. Um, I always ask if that makes sense, like you're going to respond to me. Uh, sometimes I always wonder if there are like legions of people watching watching the YouTube channel going, yes, Marley, that makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, my own little private humor thing going on. Anyways, um, I, I love the book, Edie. I think it's fantastic. And again, I think you've outdone yourself. It's amazing. Um, I, I mean, it, it, it's so smart on the, the design side to do books like this because they're evergreen type books. Everybody's going to want these forever. Like they are fantastic. Thank you. They're fantastic. And we've got to say, I mean, there is a wonderful, wonderful little footnote on the back of the book, like a, an endorsement by some girl named Marley Bird. And I'm just, I'm, how did you ever get her to write anything for you? I don't know. I, I think I paid you, didn't I? <laughs> right <laughs> it was more like can you get this to me any day now please come on now come on I'm waiting still though <laughs> no and you know what and it's true you guys what I wrote was picture tutorials and both written instructions and charts for each pattern make this book a must-have for any crocheters library I think I have reiterated that several times here on the podcast I truly believe that Every single one of Edie Ekman's books are really great for your library these are must-haves these are great stocking stuffers. These are great birthday gifts. If you have somebody in your life who is a crocheter, you cannot go wrong with any of Edie's books when it, the crochet around the, a crochet around the borders 
or around the edge. Was it around the border or around the edge? I'm, I'm saying the wrong name. Crochet borders. Around the corner, crochet borders. And then the crochet, every which way, crochet borders. Uh, crochet motifs. There's just a little bit of everything out there, you guys. You, you won't be disappointed. I've put a link on the Facebook page, and we'll put a link on the show notes as well, um, to a her Amazon page. I mean, do you have – yeah, here's – I'll also I'll add her Edie Ekman's uh, – author page on Amazon. So you can check that out as well. Um, but it's, it's pretty darn great. I mean, who, who would have ever thunk it that you, you're just, I mean, you're just doing so well, Edie. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate all the, the kind words and I really, I really wrote them for myself because I was tired of not having the resource that I needed. So right. I just, Wrote a, wrote a book because sometimes I, I literally go to my shelf and open up a book to find a border to put on something. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Well, and I, let's, I want to talk briefly about the classes that you have on Craftsy because, you know, you do write these books and you, they are teaching tools. They're really wonderful to have on hand, but you are an exceptional teacher. And I mentioned that earlier, you have Craftsy classes, you travel the country teaching. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about the classes that you have on Craftsy and then where people could possibly take a class with you live. Sure. I have um, several classes on Craftsy. I have um, um, I have to think for a minute what they are. I have one on pattern writing for knitters. I have yep. a couple on joining crochet motifs. One called Fantastic Finishes, Edgings and Borders, which is about, guess what? Crochet <laughs> to edgings on things. And then mm-hmm. a really popular class um, called Improve Your Crochet Essential Techniques are all crafty classes. I also have classes on creative bug. So yep, let's um, one, I have a baby blanket class on creative bug where we make crochet motifs and put them together, and I walk you through that. And I have some knitting classes on creative bug as well. And then I'm going to be teaching at the Crochet Guild of America conference July 26th through 29th. I've got five classes there, Um including some on pattern reading, crochet pattern reading, and crochet pattern writing, and understanding symbol crochet. So some of those things that we've talked about today, I'm actually going to be teaching um, coming up. I've got some crochet classes at Stitches Texas in September. Coming up just next month, I'm doing a crochet pattern writing workshop. It's a personalized I'm only taking six people in, in the class. So oh, wow. if you're interested in knowing about that, um, I, that's June 14th and 21st. So if you're interested in knowing about that, um, just contact me directly. You can I'll give you an email um, to put in the show notes. Wow. People can ask about. So that's, that's, a, that's a personalized pattern writing, crochet pattern writing class. You know, I, do you when you write your patterns? I'm going to ask this. Do you you blah, 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 do you use Excel to write your patterns? I use Excel to do the math, mm-hmm. and I use Word to write the patterns. Okay, all right. Because you know, I mean, I'll talk to you about this off the air. <laughs> I love I love Excel. <laughs> I love Excel, but I need to get better at it. And so I, I, I guess I'll just talk about it on the air. I've been contemplating actually taking a class 
from another designer um, that she offers to teach, you know, literally working through the entire process on Excel and then writing out the pattern. And so I don't, I didn't know if maybe you offered something like that too. Like I'm really, it's one of those things that I know how to do it, but I've never been formally trained. So I feel like I, it would really benefit to do that. Anyway. Right. I actually, I have had people ask me about that. So actually, um, why don't you email me with a request and I might set that up too. Okay, I'll do that. Any, anybody interested can be in touch with me about it. Yeah, because I would, re- I would seriously, I'd pay you for your time to do that for me. Because I would, I would like to just, I would like to be better than what I am. Um, so, anyways, that's there's that. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, it's the time in the podcast that we do give away prizes, and uh, you have prizes to give away. So, I would like to um, have you tell everybody what they're going to offer, what they could possibly get. Well, we're giving away copies of Every Which Way Crochet Borders. Yay! So we're giving away one copy of her brand new book, Every Which Way Crochet Borders, live on air to a, a co- um, I'm sorry, let's try that one more time. We're giving one away live on air to one of you who call in to the podcast. Uh, the guest call-in number is 347-539-5589. 5395589 and then if you are not listening live but you want a chance to win your very own copy of the book all you have to do is go to the show notes which will be available over on marleybird.com you click on the show notes for today's podcast with Edie Ekman and you will leave a comment or reply that includes a keyword that Edie will give us here in just a couple minutes so uh, Edie sit back I'm going to talk for a little bit here If you're listening live, once again, pick up your phone, give us a call. We don't bite. 347-539-5589. Tammy has put that phone number on the Facebook um, live page if you're interested. And if you want a chance to win a book, you will have to leave a comment on the show notes. Now, the show notes are always posted after the live podcast. Tammy, my social media, Medusa, puts the show notes up over at MarleyBird.com. When you go to MarleyBird.com, if you click on the drop-down menu for blog or podcast, you should be able to find a link that says show notes. You click on that show notes link, and it takes you to a page that has all of the show notes for all of the different shows that we've been doing show notes for. Um, you'll find the show notes for today's show with Edie, and in there you'll find a brief synopsis of things we've talked about, including links and images and all of that good stuff. Everything is right there. So if there's something you might have missed, chances are Tammy will have the information there for you. Once you have found the show notes at the bottom of the page, you'll see where it says leave a reply or leave a comment. And all I want you to do is literally leave a reply or leave a comment. And you want to make sure that you include the keyword that Edie is going to give Tammy here in just a minute. That's sort of like your golden ticket. It's your proof that you listen to the podcast. So that way, when Tammy goes back to the show notes about two to three weeks from the original air date, and she chooses a winner from that podcast. She makes sure that the the winner has used the keyword, and then whichever person is chosen will win a copy of Edie's new book, Every Which Way, Crochet Borders. Pretty simple, right? Um, Yes, you did hear that correctly. You have two to three weeks to leave your comment. 
we wait that long because we know, especially here in the summer, you don't always get a chance to listen to the show right away. And we want to make sure you always have a chance to go back and check all of the episodes out when you can. So you want to make sure you leave your comment there. Um, and that's it. We do love your comments on Facebook, on Ravelry, on Twitter. Um, gosh, I can't even think of where else. But to be entered for a chance to win, you must leave your comment on the show notes over at MarleyBird.com because that is where Tammy goes to the winner. All right, so speaking of Tammy, let's bring her on the air here. Hello, Tammy. I'm here. How are you? I'm fine. (laughs) You look wonderful today. Oh, really? (laughs) You know what? This is, oh gosh, I got to curl my hair really quickly, so I did it. Um, Well, thank you very much. So I'm going to mute myself, and I'll let you talk to Edie. Okay. Hello, Edie. Hi, Tammy. How are you? I'm fine. I can say that you look wonderful, too, because I saw your video. Everybody, she posted a video (laughs) right before she was supposed to dial in to talk to Marley. Right. It was my first ever Facebook Live video. And what you can't see is that all the mess from my studio is on the other side, is on the camera side. And I'm afraid that my my room is going to tilt now because it's got so much stuff on one side. You're funny. It was a good video. For Thank the first you. one, I think I think you did better than I did on my first one. Good job. Thanks. I posted a link to that when we very first started the show, so if people go back and listen to this, they'll they'll see the link there. Um and I love that I love that you shared some of your sample shawls with the uh with the edges on it and my favorite was the last one of course like you said the one with all the different borders included. Right. And I'm going to be doing a crochet along later in the summer. So if people sign up for my newsletter, they'll hear the news about that um, okay. later and, in the summer. And where do they sign up for that? Is that through your website or your they Facebook can, page? They can, they can do it on my website. Yep. EdieEckman.com. This book is so smart. I Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending me a copy too. Um, I cannot... Im- stop thinking about all the different ways that you can use this. Like Marley said, uh, pillowcases. I know they used to do like towels, like tea towels with edges on them. But I think the popular thing right now is uh, to do, to get like a plain t-shirt and, uh, you know, decorate like the neckline or around the sleeves or even the hem. Around the hem would make it a a little longer, you know, if if you couldn't find a shirt that you thought was long enough, you could make it tunic length with some of these. Sure. So I'll look forward to seeing what you do the next time I see you at a show. <laughs> if if I had time, I remember when my daughter was in kindergarten and I wanted to ha- her to have they they asked the kids because it was an all day kindergarten to bl- to bring a nap blanket. And at first I let her just take one of the baby blankets, but then some of them I felt like were heirloom. And I found, I think at a department store they had like um, blanket ends. So I brought. I brought one of those home. It was like a fleece, and I crocheted a, a little bit around it with uh, crochet cotton. She loved that. She took it everywhere with her, like to grandma right. for the weekend or whatever. And you know, if this would have, it would have been so much easier to figure out what I was doing if I'd had this book, you know, 30 years ago. Right. And and here's a quick tip too: if you need a quick baby gift. You get almost as much credit for putting a crochet border on a piece of fleece as you do for making the entire blanket. Ah, excellent cheat. (laughs) 
So you and I are going to go back and pick a winner from the comments. Um, Marley's going to want to cover her ears. We we had to pick a comment uh, from Laurel Lee Beltman's, and she asked us to use the code word banana slug. <laughs> I, I'm watching Marley because I think I think uh, if she heard me, that was going <laughs> to she's going to get she got the she got big willies out of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there she goes, a uh, banana slug. Um, the the uh, winner uh, that the random number generator chose was Lynn, and she said, I have found many buggy items in my garden, but I'm not sure how I would feel finding a banana slug. They look pretty slimy. And up to 10 inches? Oh, no. So I'm going to be emailing Lynn and letting her know that she was the winner from Laura Lee Beltman when she was on, and she was talking about knitting on a lark, her um, retreat in uh in the Puget Sound area. That's going to be su- such fun. Edie, did you have a um, secret spy code word that you wanted people to use in their comments? I, I do. We, My husband and I just got back from a cruise in Europe, and one of our German guides kept talking about the Gothic, um, the, the Gothic style of architecture, and she kept using the word slendery, like the, the, the spires are slendery. So I like the word slendery. Was she inventing a new word? <laughs> she was. She, you know, her English was was not perfect, and I just thought that slendery was a lovely word, and I want to try to use it. It's slender with an a y on the end. Slendery. Well, I think a lot of us. I think a lot of us look for garments that are slendery too. So that's a yes, very exactly. good code word. Right. Right. <laughs> Slendery. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. Slendery. Slender slendery or slenderly? Slendery. Just slender with a Y. <laughs> slendery. Slendery. It's like Marl with a Y. Marley. Marl okay. Slendery. Slendery. That's awesome. Slendery. All right. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> and those Happy those Tuesday, everybody. are horrible. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Leave it up to Laura Lee Beltman to gross me out. Anyways. Um, all right, Edie. That's so cool. Slendery is the keyword. Once again, make sure you leave that keyword in your comments over on the show notes, which are only available at marleybird.com. All right. For those of you who are listening live, 42 of you have decided to call into the show. That is fantastic. And so, Edie, you know how this works. I will scroll up and down all of these lovely callers where I see phone numbers but no names, and you tell me when to stop, and we will pick that lovely winner. Okay. Stop. Hands up. Five five nine. Let me click on this. Five five nine. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who's this? This is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I am wonderful. Where are you calling us from? I am in California. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I love California. It's a lovely place out there. Well, Kelly, congratulations. You won your very own copy of Every Which Way Crochet Borders by Edie Ekman. What? Yes. Congratulations, Kelly. Well, thank you, Edie and Marley. I didn't even know what I was doing. (laughs) That's awesome. I don't don't understand technology. (laughs) That's so awesome. Well, it's your lucky day. You need to go buy a lottery ticket. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> so cool. Well, Kelly, to get your prize, this is what I need you to do. You need to email me, mm-hmm. winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. Winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. And then make sure okay. in the subject line, you put down there, you know, I won Edie's book or podcast winner for Edie's book, just so I know what you'd won. And then include okay. your mailing address and phone number. And do you need anything else, Edie? Uh, that's all. Okay. So mailing address and phone number, and then Edie will send the book out to you as soon as possible. Okay. All Thank right. You. Hey, congratulations. Right. Thanks for listening today. Sounds like you're a first-time winner. Are you a first-time winner? Uh, a first-time winner of what? On the show. Oh, I am a first-time caller. Oh, even better. <laughs> yes, I'm a, I am a first-time caller, and I won. How exciting is that? And I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Seriously, your lucky day. You deserve some ice cream. So go, go have a drink. <laughs> okay, thank you. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Kelly. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Oh, how adorable is that? Oh, my gosh. Edie, I love talking to you. It's always such a treat. I love it when we're in the same space, the same venue, and we actually get a chance to talk because it's really rare that we get to. But um, right. it's always such a delight. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I hope I'll see you very soon. Well, I will see you at CGOA for sure. So, I mean, I okay. would love to your classes. I'm going to see what I can do about getting in on a couple of them. Okay, great. All right. I'll talk to you later, Edie. All right. Thanks, Marley. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Absolutely love her, you guys. Edie Ekman is her name, and Crochet Borders is her game. (laughs) Every Which Way Crochet Borders is her brand new book. You want to check it out. Um, Don't hesitate, you guys, to pick up her other books. I did put the Amazon link like to her author page, it's really convenient to be able to do that. And Amazon, they do an author page and it actually, it gives, uh, you know, a detailed information of who she is, what she does, and then all the books that they offer over there. So you could go check out all of the different books there if you wanted to. Um, each one is just fantastic. The Crochet Borders, every or Around the Corner Crochet Borders, let's say the name correctly, Every Which Way Crochet Borders, Beyond the Square, uh, Crochet Motifs, uh, Crochet Once Gained Wonders, the Crochet Answer Book, where it all started, Connect the Shapes Crochet Motifs, it's amazing. Um, I mean, just all of these are really great. I own all of her books. She's, she's absolutely amazing. You won't be disappointed. And you can check her out. If she is local to you teaching, I highly, highly highly recommend going and take a class from Edie. She is an exceptional teacher and she's usually one of the staple teachers at the Stitches events. As she mentioned, she'll be at Stitches Texas. And um, I know that she has attended some of the other Stitches events with me. I love seeing her there. She is absolutely delightful. So make sure you go check out Edie Ekman. All right, let's hit our exit music. And say congratulations to Kelly, first-time listener, first-time caller, first-time winner. That's a lot of firsts. Uh, I'm so glad you were able to join us today and win a copy of that book. And I'm going to say thank you to Tammy for all of your hard work putting together the podcast and the show notes. Everybody, make sure you give Tammy a big high five. Smash that like button for Tammy. Um, and let's say thanks to our sponsors. Thank you to Red Heart Yarns, where I am the proud national spokesperson. You can... Uh, learn more about knitting and crochet by visiting my youtube channel which is sponsored by red heart 
And that's just youtube.com forward slash Marley Bird. Thank you to stitches.event, craftsy.com, Aaron Lane Bags, Creative Bug, and Buffalo Wool Company. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Happy Tuesday, and I will talk to you next Tuesday. Actually, next Tuesday, we don't have a podcast because I'm traveling, but uh, the following Tuesday. Okay, bye, guys.